0: This evening to chat with the designers, your live, online, interactive, weekly magazine for hams, homebrewers, and experimenters across the fruited plains of the world. Your hosts tonight, per usual, are me, that's George, N2APB, and Joe, N2CX. We are your regular hosts um, on an every other week basis here with chat with the designers at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, which is 0100 Zulu. And uh, we have a full house here tonight. we really looking forward to the tonight's episode. I think we're up to episode number 47, I think, is this one, which is uh, entitled Arduino Design Tactics. Now, as most of you know here, um, what we do is talk for about an hour, maybe a little bit longer, about uh, various techniques and, and design techniques, uh, technology overviews. Uh, Kind of technical topics, but still nothing to blow anybody away. We can only do so much within an hour to introduce people to various things. Along the way, we've done analyses of circuits, local oscillators, building dummy loads, building switchable attenuators, building power meters, uh, signal sources, uh, all sorts of things. We really cross the uh, covering uh, grounding in the station, a lot of antenna discussions. Well, tonight we're tackling a topic that is... uh, been around in in force for at least a couple of years, maybe even three years, and that is the Arduino. Uh, And as as we have on the whiteboard page, there's probably not many people around, not many hams and homebrewers around that have not heard about the Arduino. And uh, you know that at least it's some type of small controller chip that is among many available to us, but still it's a controller chip that ostensibly is kind of easy, so they say, to control circuits, to blink lights, to display messages to LCDs, to serve as the controller for a VFO, uh, connect right to your rig for various functions that, uh, oh gosh, maybe, uh, maybe you've heard of some and maybe you'll dream up some in the future. Well, what we wanted to do this time is uh, kind of quickly come up from the ground level of what an Arduino is and provide you some uh, uh, interactive information about what the different platforms are, how you can put together some simple projects and actually get started on your own doing this. Now, I say interactive for a very special reason. Many of the, of the folks here on, on Chat with the Designers um, have already been successfully doing projects using the Arduino for some time. And there are boatloads of links and information on the internet, you know, at the yin-yang, and it's it's really quite fun to go through it, and sometimes you can get lost or, or feel swamped with so much information. But what we wanted to do here in our typical fashion, as we do with just about every topic, we provide almost a tutorial from a ground-up perspective for what we're presenting. At the end of the whiteboard, we always present a, um, a pretty thorough list of references and places you can go to onto the net that really um, will help you the best, will serve you the best as a guide and as a reference for um, wading through the technology and actually doing stuff on your own. So um, per usual, we point you to the bottom of the whiteboard and we have the links there that are very carefully chosen, very select. This time, since there is so much information, what Joe and I did is we found some very good reference books. Um, we found some very good uh, tutorials. We found some very good collections of projects that we can follow, um, that you can use as a starting point if you've got a little bit of experience and uh, replicate. Um, otherwise, you can uh, really get into the tutorial that we'll be talking about, and we'll overview some of those uh, those Arduino. Project for Ham Radio Bench, uh, toward the, uh, mid to end of the show. And we also have some other references there at the bottom of the page that, uh, again, are useful from the standpoint of software, from hardware design of the shields, the hardware interfaces and, uh, the development environment. Um, the, everything is, uh, most things are free or inexpensive here in this world. So what we're going to do is we're going to have fun tonight. And, uh, I uh, go through what's available out there, but first we're going to start with uh, just what is the Arduino. Joe, do you want to kind of kick us off here and kind of give us a high-level Wikipedia kind of overview of uh, setting the stage for what the Arduino is?
1: Certainly, George, and uh, pardon me if I'm a little croaky. I think I'm getting a sore throat here, so if uh, if I am a little croaky, just uh, bear with me. Um, the Arduino is a uh, it's a microprocessor. George mentioned based uh, at least originally on the uh, some atmel chips, but um, there was a particular um, setup chosen with uh, an architecture of uh, pinouts and connections and some connectors on the on the basic uh, Arduino board that were common so that uh, there could be a common physical design and some software that went with it which uh, made it reasonably easy actually for um, almost anyone to uh, come up to speed to use a, a fairly powerful processor to um, do all sorts of projects um, there are a lot of folks who uh, artists who make uh, lighted clothing and uh, displays of LEDs and, and blinking things musicians make up their own special actually instruments and interfaces to their uh, to their sound systems so the basic idea was to come up with a, uh, a set of boards. And we have some, some boards. I'm not going to try to pronounce them. But um, there are some shown in the whiteboard, some of the common boards, which have a uh, standard set of interfaces to them. Um, the 2 Milanove, which means 2009, the UNO, uh, which all have s- uh, similar construction, and the standard uh, layout. Um, which which are the the basis of most of the projects. Um, there's a, the Nano, which is a smaller board which has uh, fewer pinouts, a lot uh, simpler to go with, and even a bare bones uh, chip. The idea is that um, it's it's a standard architecture with standard software, simplified software, so that it's while being fairly powerful, it's easy to learn and easy to use, and uh, free software. Uh, to run on your computer so that you can load your programs which have their own names. I think they're called uh, wiring, uh, which is a, a subset of the C language. Point is, it's a simplified subset to make it relatively simple and easy to learn, easy to understand, to uh, make a microcontroller that can uh, do a whole variety of tasks from uh, actually a fellow in uh, Italy um, Back to you, George.
0: Yeah, thank you, Joe. That's that's probably a great great way to start it off. I just want to underscore a couple of the uh, of the points that you made in that. Many of us know that there are different kinds. There over over time, there's been many different kinds of, of boards and microcontrollers, and many of them claim to be. Um, standard interface and standard software modules and and able to be used by you know um, a a two-year-old up to a 92 year old and and to some degrees some of these claims are true i think though probably in my opinion and i've been designing with microcontrollers for the better part of of well since the uh since the 80s for the microcontrollers um the arduino is probably Best one to meet those particular claims, and I'll tell you why. Um, first of all, this, the the hardware platform, and and Joe mentioned a couple. We've got the four standard ones there, or at least what I claim there are, are the four standard ones of the Arduino uh, family. And there are many different offshoots. Don't don't be misled, do I, or don't misunderstand me to to in saying that uh, these are the only ones that are available. Because many, it's an open design, open hardware, open software design, and there are many vendors who provide these platforms. Um, but it's a very standard form factor. If you can see in the upper in, at the very top of the page, the Du is the uh, is the form factor that's um, probably the uh, defines the standard for the larger board. I think the Du now is has been superseded by the Uno U N O the Uno. Is uh, probably the the more common, most common one that embodies uh, the reference design of the Arduino to the best. And it's a it's the blue board there, and it's got the <clears throat> the USB connector on, and edge connectors along the top and the bottom, and power connector along the side as well. And the whole idea is that contained in that long chip, that Atmel or that Mega chip, is the uh, the internal. Um, Arduino engine. It's, it's the compiler and the bootloader that uh, uh, the, uh, the interpreter and the, and the bootloader that allow you to actually um, put programs in there and it executes them and it talks out the I.O. pins along those outside connectors that I mentioned. The other popular platform, and I use this one a lot, is called the, uh, the Nano. Um, and that's the one on the right hand side at the top of the page or of course, uh, in, in the individual listing there, we've got uh, the one uh, listed at the uh, at the nano, and it's a um, kind of a, a dip, a dual inline package form uh, factor with uh, real small components on the top and the bottom, uh, a type B USB connector on it, and all of the I/O comes in um, and out over those pins along the edge, as does the power, and it's really a common. Uh, it's a small fact form factor pretty much the same functions as the uh, Dumoulinov and the UNO. But those three are sort of defining the, the standard hardware platform. And believe me, we'll get into this in a little bit. We're, we'll jump around a little. It'll sound like we're jumping around a bit. But what makes the Arduino, in my mind, best meeting the uh, uh, the ubiquitous nature of all of the claims of, of being standard and easy to use is that form factor. And, the hardware boards, the interface boards, are what they call shields, that plug into the um, into the and pretty much into the Uno, uh, they sit right on top. And then there are many, many dedicated hardware kinds of uh, circuits. As I said uh, earlier, from displays, LCDs, graphic displays, motor controllers, uh, Zigbee RF controllers, and there's bare boards too that you can put your own circuits on there. But the beauty of it is that the signals are um, standard, located in a standard position on the on the perf board that you would plug into the top of the uh, Uno, and uh, um, it it just kind of uh, spawns an entire industry that there's a lot of support for. And when you get a lot of people supporting a product in the field like this, then a lot of people tend to write software, standard software that is able to be downloaded and used. Now. Part of the challenge that that we homebrewers have, at least in the ham ranks, and if you're of the older type, uh, such as as Joe and me, um, you know, the software development environment isn't as familiar with some of the, uh, uh, with us oldsters as it might have been with, as as might be with some of the younger hams who are more fluent with the uh, uh, things these days. Of course, there are exceptions. And, and even Joe and I like to think there were exceptions too, but um, the proliferant, the the, uh, the pervasive nature of all of the software modules, the standard routines are around that that are around today, allow you to take a the take a platform like the Uno, take a standard module shield and plug it in, call it an LCD display, uh, drop in a standard software. Uh, routine by using the built in bootloader and just load somebody else's code there and boom you're operating you know your your project is operating and uh, there's not a lot of software design per se which again really facilitates a lot of people using the Arduino platform for this and that and ham radio is is uh just burgeoning with different applications of uh use of the uno so here in the Arduino, what we wanted uh, the Arduino session here tonight. What we wanted to stress was that uh, don't be afraid by this because it's an easier platform to put together than maybe you even knew that the uh, in the basic stamp or a PIC controller or a PIC axe is much more powerful than a PIC axe. All said and done, um, it is a lot. Easier than the Raspberry Pi, and Lord, it's much easier to use than than a uh, than Linux on a platform. Now, Linux aficionados here online are going to say, "Hold the boat! I think Linux is wonderful. It's powerful. I got it licked, and all that sort of stuff. No problem at all. If you if you know Linux and love it, go for it." But I think that the Arduino platform is going to be a much easier platform for anybody to to pick up and run with. And we'll show you how here in the session tonight. It's got a modified C program or C language implementation. Um, That actually takes away some of the, or many of the uh, uh, confusing parts of C language. If you've even looked at that a little bit, there are some confusing aspects with pointers and different kinds of references. It's a little bit easier in the simplified version that they designed there for the Arduino, and we'll show you how. So I just wanted to elaborate there on what Joe had uh, said um, about, uh, you know, it's it's kind of for the layperson, but it's because it's easy to use at a module level. And as you'll see in some of the examples, if you're paging down the whiteboard, you'll see down at the very bottom we've got some case studies and of, uh, well, pretty much VFOs, because we live a lot for the kind of signals that we can generate as hams. And using um, the Arduino with DDS60 card or with something else, uh, uh, some other types of circuits, you can generate RF signals. Really nice just by plugging wires from those those edge connectors that I pointed out over to the other modules. You are interconnecting modules, downloading a canned routine of software that is already made for you, powering it up and seeing it run. And that's that's kind of the, the beauty and the fun of it. For me, I like to see projects work. I don't want to have to struggle all the, all the time anyways to get something working. I would much rather put a kit together and have it work the first time, as most of us would. I would like to take a project that from here on the Internet and put it together for the first time and not worry about custom software development and making it work, but having it work first off. Then I can worry about making tweaks and changes and having a good time with that. Joe, do you want to go through maybe some more of those benefits and and kind of uh caveats even uh relative to what I said, but still the higher level as far as uh um, where the where the Arduino came from? Um some of the big suppliers out there, are, uh big knowledge, I'd like to think of them as knowledge suppliers, like um uh maker um Oh, shocks. Mick Magazine, of course, uh, Makershop, um, Adafruit, Lady Ada, things of that nature. And, and give us an overview of the landscape, as it
1: were. Sure. <clears throat> Pardon me. <clears> throat> the throat is frogging up even more. It, As I mentioned, it was developed by an Italian guy who uh, wanted to put computing into the hands of uh, people who were makers. And that theme is going to come up people who like to make things and do things, and given the, uh, give the advantage of, of being able to incorporate some uh, modern microcontrollers into their, their projects without being design engineers.
2: <clears throat>
1: so they came up with the basic idea for the standard design, um, open source, everything's very open, uh, the standard uh, programming uh, uh, framework and uh, software to do it with and uh, then he he de- designed the original module, while well, others, as George have mentioned, George mentioned, have come up with uh, an absolute explosion of things. Uh, most of them end in "duino" of some sort, and uh, many of them are uh, are compatible. Uh, the Maker Store, which is uh, from Make Magazine, and uh, the people who do Instructables, has a uh, whole variety of uh, modules. Uh, including the uh, several different types of Arduino uh, processor modules and uh, the Shields. Uh, you can find them on the web. We, ha- we have a link in here but um, interestingly they're even showing up now in Radio Shack so you you go to Radio Shack and buy some of these modules. You pay a little bit of a premium but uh, the beauty is the convenience. Uh, places like uh, uh, Adafruit uh, from Lady Ada, we will talk about her a little more, have done a bang up job of um, describing some projects, coming up with some owns with their own special shields to do some specialty projects and indeed um, Adafruit also has some excellent uh, tutorial material, both written and uh, they have a uh, a video a YouTube video which I highly recommend um, trying to think of some of the others well. There's another, uh, another company called um, the Evil Mad Scientist who has the something like the Devil Duino or something. But it's uh, basically the same flavor. And uh, they also have other books and um, lots of things. They're not all amateur radio. You'll see a, a wide spectrum of uses for the darn things. And if, if you ever look into Make Magazine, and uh, look online for the instructables. There are people using uh, using the Arduinos and uh, some of the other uh, related uh, shields for a whole vast variety of, of uses. Picture a, uh, a robe uh, that a, uh, an actor is using. And the robe has um, arrays of LEDs all over it that um, as he's acting and doing a, uh, doing a performance, it has um, animate, animations on the LEDs on this robe, wild wacky things like that. If you ever go to um, any of the uh, I'm blanking on the name, but there are maker fairs um, there's zillions of people using uh, uh, Arduinos for all sorts of uh, all sorts of projects and uh, when you when you look into these things you you think of just enormous numbers of applications, things you can do with them, Um, tying ham radios together, uh, doing things around the shack. Uh, One of the guys I think we'll talk about a little later, but uh, one of the guys uh, in NJQRP even has a um, kind of a neat thing to uh, monitor batteries uh, based on the Arduino. Lots and lots of things to do, and it's widely available and uh, uh, relatively inexpensive, fun to get into.
0: Indeed, um, the relatively inexpensive is something that uh, John just pointed out to us on the text uh, area of the of the window, and I think I put various cost um, or price points on some of the items. But let me just assure you that they're they're really quite amazing in the pricing that that comes around. Uh, when you consider that, uh, for example, the Dumilanov and the UNO are about $25, maybe $27. You, know, you can get them online, any number of sources. Even DigiKey has some of these things. And for $27, you get the thing all wired up. It's 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 um, packaged, tested. Uh, you, you can plug your stuff into it and run with it. it. It's really a nice deal. The UNO, the little small dual inline package that I like to use, a lot. I built a uh, the nano. Thank you. the The nano is a smaller package. And uh, what I did is I built a camera controller, um, actually a a um, um, an iris controller. So you take a, a camera lens, and you got the cable coming off that normally connects into your your nice expensive camera. And I made a little electronic package for somebody that that they can like turn a pot and control the iris from non, you know being totally closed all the way to being totally opened and if if you know anything about the lenses it's it's a difficult thing to do it's pulse width modulation there's control and feedback loop and all of that really nicely accomplishable with the uh the little nano that i have and i did i turned it around actually my control board for this iris controller um has spot a a dual inline spot for the Uh, Nano to plug into it. So whereas you plug your other projects into the top of the Dumilinov or the UNO, um, you normally take your project board and then you plug your smaller Nano package into it. But anyways, it makes for a nice uh, a nice package. Um, And I was I was starting to say the uh, um, the Nano uh, is a little bit more expensive, maybe $30. So it's like a three, four, five dollar difference. Compared to the larger board, and then the chip. If you wanted to go bare bones, that the the uh, the Admega 328. I think is the larger chip size, but that Admega uh, chip is like five dollars and ninety five cents. So for five uh, for six bucks, you can get yourself the Nano. Right? You can get yourself that uh, um, uh, the Admega chip. And wire it into your own circuit or make yourself a printed circuit board and put it in there. If you don't have, you might not happen to want or need uh, the USB connector or all the other IO form um, uh, connectors that come standard on on the Uno. Um, you make your own board and make it into the form factor that you want for six bucks. And it's pretty, you know, that's, that's on the compatibility of uh, a large pick, the price of a large pick, at least in single unit quantities. So I think uh, we have uh, the higher level language in there the ability to run can programs it's, it's, it's a no-brainer. So what I wanted to do at this time is just break the chain uh, break the discussion and offer or, um, and, and ask people here and I gave you a little bit of a heads up just before the program started. I'm interested in who amongst us has built and used, uh, an Arduino project there on the ham bench, either as a canned program from somebody else and you just replicated the project, or you did something of your own. I know a couple of us here that had done something on our own. I'd really like to get a feel for that, so please um, tap your uh, tap your PTT switch there a couple of times and let us know if uh, you've done a project. Okay, I see. Nick, John, you're going to be next, but I'll hit, I'll take Nick first. What what have you got for us, Nick?
3: Well, I hope the audio comes across since I haven't had a chance to test it, but I've been playing with the uh, Adreno just as a learning base right now. Uh, I got one back in uh, December, maybe after December of last year, and I haven't had too much chance to play with it again, but I have picked it up for a little bit. The uh, learning curve of uh, of uh, the script is a bit cryptic for me since I'm not used to, uh, used to that. So I'm, I'm still on, I feel like, a very big learning curve, but I have played with a little bit of uh, the, uh, just turning the LEDs on and, uh, uh, just seeing what, what all works on it. Over.
0: Okay. Well, that's part of the effort or that's part of the, uh, uh the challenge. I think, I don't know what your specialty is other, you know, uh, other than, uh, um, operating ham radio, but if you're into, you know, if you did uh, TTL design, when you started off with TTL design, I'll bet you just using and interfacing, the 7400 series of TTL circuits was a little bit cryptic at first, too. Uh, it's got to be over 2 point something volts and to be uh, to be higher than a low. And it's going to be lower than 3.5 to be lower than a high. I mean, and there's a nowhere land. you, you got to have a bypass and all these kind of things that come with experience. But you only do that by by using it. So I think you're on a path there and a little bit of a. Um, I want to lead my hand a little bit, but toward the end of the program, we're going to talk about a bit of a an Arduino uh, helper group here on Chat with the Designers. There's enough of us doing that, that we're going to provide a an ongoing thing. We'll talk more about it, but to serve as a helping reference for guys like you, perhaps, that have a question about how to, you know, my routine isn't compiling or I'm getting this particular error and it's not able to download to the... To the chip so stay tuned on that and keep keep trying at it uh there nick thanks for mentioning john what, what's your uh i think i know what one of your projects is go ahead
4: <laughs> very good hi george hi joe yeah i got a, a couple of projects so for platforms i have a couple of unos that are sitting here in my home office and then i also got a nano that's sitting over at the workbench and to be honest i really like the nano the fact that you just drop it onto a breadboard and it works but uh couple of projects, you know, one of them is using the DDS-60 board, and i got a couple of those. Um, I've done some work playing with VFOs and uh, signal generators, sweep generator. In fact, I was just thinking the other day of actually maybe uh, grabbing a chip and actually uh, etching a board and uh, putting a couple of rotary controllers on it and actually building a dedicated uh, sweep generator for it. It's always a, a time and a place for those. Uh, I'm playing with a couple other boards as well, but, you know, the, the thing that I like about them is just the, the barrier to entry is so low on these things, uh, you know, because I've worked with PIX and, and I've worked with, you know, the Motorola processors, and I'm I'm not a developer, but I, I work with a bunch of different platforms periodically. The barrier to entry, I mean, low cost. It works on Mac, Linux, Windows. Um, I'm not a C developer, but I was surprised at C... C was pretty easy to work with. It wasn't very hard, but just the ability to get parts on a regular basis, it makes it, you know, to be kind of a tool that I I want to integrate into a lot of projects. So VFOs are a big place for me, but, you know, I I come up with more ideas than I have time for.
0: (laughs) Oh, boy, that's, I think that's the middle name of most people on on this program right now. There's more, you don't have enough time to do all the things that you really want to be doing. And let me mention, um, the VFO project or the usage of a VFO, there's a lot of different examples on how to do this and whatnot. Um, If if you didn't mention it, and I only mentioned this in passing, I'm not going to dwell on it, but I supply the DDS-60 cards. um, And I'm willing to give a 10% uh, uh, discount for anybody here logged into the program here tonight who wants to get a DDS-60 card, you know, and then you get yourself a... Uh, an Uno or Nano or Du or, um, or whatever you might want, uh, or a bare bones chip to wire something up, you can create your own uh, DDS controller pretty darn easily, and it can grow. As you see some of them in there, there's there's a nice one there. They can grow to quite uh, quite an, an extensive project. You can put an, a rotary encoder on there, a graphic display, push buttons for up and down control, translation for one. If or another based on the rig you're connected to, you can put in different memories for holding memories um, um, in your VFO and being able to switch around the bands pretty darn easily. This is all possible, and this has already been done. So you can grab that and plop it in there. So uh, just let me know if you're interested in those uh, DDS 60s at a bit of a at a bit of a discount. We can make that happen. Um, anybody else? Alan, um, Ellen, I Ellen. see your light on there. Go ahead.
5: Okay, is uh, my audio okay before we go? Yes, indeed. Okay, well, I'm a, I'm an absolute newbie when it comes to the Arduino. I literally got one last week. <laughs> uh, my I, For Christmas, I'd gotten a gift card for a, an electronics store up in New England called uh, uh, You Do It Electronics. And uh, uh, I was walking around there, trying to figure out what to spend money on, and I said, you know... I should play with one of these arduinos so I picked one up so I essentially got it for nothing uh... so the only thing I've really done with it other than the uh... you know the blink the led five minutes after you get out of the package type of thing is uh... I grabbed a piece of code that was done by a friend of mine where he had actually written a little bit of code to draw a christmas tree on an oscilloscope screen uh... in xy mode and um, and just using the PW, PWM outputs and some simple RC filters so uh, I just modified that code to uh, have it trace out my call sign instead of uh, doing a Christmas tree, just for something for fun to to make sure to make it do something. So that's all I've done with it, but it's uh, you know it's it's one of the little Arduino Uno R3s, and uh, it seems to work really well. But uh, I've literally just started uh, playing with it, but I certainly can recommend uh, one of the books you have down there, the uh, Arduino Cookbook. I'm just that's uh, my on my nightstand right now as so I read it. Yeah, you know, a half a chapter to a chapter a night, just uh, kinda of going through it just uh, you know to uh see the various things that I can do uh and how to control the control it. But uh it is a cool little thing and uh it's just uh, again, just beginning with it, so I'm really interested in seeing some of these projects that you've got and playing with it some more.
0: That's amazing. Ellen showed me his uh a photo of his ray tracer for the scope. And it spelled out his call sign on on the scope uh, just before the program. And, Alan, if, if I could, I know, I know people are going to be interested in here. Maybe you could forward it to the um, uh, post, make a posting on the chat with the designer list. And then, uh, I don't know if you have to put it in the files, but try attaching it to the message. And if it's small enough, it'll go through. You'll be amazed. You guys will be amazed when you see this. And as Alan, I didn't realize, Alan, that you were... Uh, a novice in that regard of uh, using the, the Arduino and the programming, but getting that to, I, I sat there for several minutes looking at it and saying, how would I try to do that? And it obviously, um, well, I don't want to get, it's a non monotonic type of scripting, which means that the Ray is in the same place at two different, at the same virtual point in time, uh, or at least it looks that way. So there has to be either, your top uh, two traces to accomplish it, um, alternating back and forth, sort of like a dual, like an alt on a scope. And I don't want to know now, but once you get it posted, I, I challenge uh, some of the members here to look at that and see if you can determine how that might be done. And I dare say that it was just a simple output, a couple of wires, at least two, being connected between the, uh, I forgot what platform you said, but between your Arduino board and the vertical and the horizontal inputs of your scope in order to do that. So uh, that's pretty cool. Um, okay, who else, who else has, has been working, been working with, with
2: Arduino? Terry.
0: Okay, Terry, go ahead.
2: Yeah, thanks, George. I've uh, played. I've been playing. I'm kind of a latecomer. I got into them, I guess, um, mid-year last year. I've got uh, some Unos, uh, one Mega and one Duo, um, I got a, I did played with a bunch of different projects. I've done some I2C stuff, real time clocks, um, temperature sensors. Um, uh, I've one of the things I've been messing with is uh, DDA, both DDSs and SI570s. Uh, driving the SI570 on the soft SoftRocks, um, controlling that with the uh, with the Uno. Um, and I've had a little problem, some problems with, this, with the um, math library in that, trying to get the resolution. I started, started playing with Arduinos with the X10 stuff. I've got uh, several um, cameras and lights and other things controlled via X10 throughout the house. And um, the computer that I'm using is an old laptop, and I need to replace it. So I started messing around. And here's, here's one of the huge advantages of the Arduino. I found out there's already an X10 library um, there, and there's already an Ethernet library. So it didn't take me long. I think within about an hour, I had the X10 library and the Ethernet library talking to each other, and I was controlling my lights in the house from basically from anywhere in the house via my iPhone, um, and obviously I could uh, then control it from anywhere in the world that I have Internet access. So that was a very, very quick win, and that's kind of what turned me around um, in being more and more interested in the Arduino. I've also done some stuff with rig control. I've got um, Ethernet working pretty good where you can control either an SI570-based SoftRock, or you can control a K3 or a KX3, and I recently got a KX3, and I'm actually – can control the frequency and tune around on either a K3, Lcraft, or a KX3, and by definition then it, you can go to a Kenwood or Flex or some other radio because they all use the same Kenwood uh, protocol for a cat control. I've had good luck with the wired Ethernet. Somebody asked a question about um, connectivity or Ethernet. I've had pretty good luck with the Ethernet connectivity. I've had not as good a luck with the Wi-Fi. There are a couple, three different shields out there. And um, I would not recommend uh, the Copperhead or LinkSprite, I think it is, uh, because you actually it actually implements the whole protocol stack on the uh, Uno processor, uh, which is already kind of um, slim in its in its capabilities. Uh, I've been playing with these the Y-fly, uh from SparkFun and from other people that use the Roving Networks, and it's it's kind of hokey in that it's like a Haze modem where you have a command mode and a data mode, but it seems to work a lot more reliably. I've also been playing with the touch, uh, the uh, Seed Studio touch TFT touchscreen that you can get from Radio Shack, and I played a little with the SD card um, interface. I've done some uh, storing and reco- recovering of data. Um, just a couple of little quick comments. The uh, language to me appears to be a kind of a hybrid of C and C++, because there's a lot of string and other manipulations that are really sure, C++ sure. and not C. Um, and one of the other things I ran into several times now has been a limitation in the amount of RAM. Uh, particularly if you put a lot of debug statements in your code, those de- debug statements take not only program space, but they take RAM space. So really what you've got to kind of do is you got to look at putting them in program space, and then copying them into a buffer before you send them out. And that takes up a lot less RAM. Sorry for the rambling, and that's what I got.
0: That is an awesome list of stuff that you're working on. Holy mackerel. When do you sleep? <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm amazed, and I think that if you're willing, I would love to, uh, to have you work with us in our, in our uh, call at the technology corner, if you will on chat with the designers and we'll have different focuses for our corn different corners of, of chat with the designer and the Arduino corner. If, if you wanted to help uh, Joe and me do that, I think it would be, it would be kind of fun and very, very useful for those listeners here on the podcast and listeners of the program live. Um, gosh, you had so much information. I, I, I almost don't know where to begin. You didn't mention something else that I was going to mention. And that is, uh, Everybody's talking about uh, VFOs and DDSs and and the SI five seventy and so on, and that's that's where our microcontrollers really come in handy as uh, as far as serving as the basis for those projects. Taking that VFO concept to the next level is something that uh, uh, I'm particularly interested in as far as whisper WSPR um, and weak signal propagation, whatever um, and And ultimately some uh, serving as the basis, the the signal as the basis for that particular radio. One of our projects that we highlighted at the bottom, we're not going to probably have a chance to get into it too much, but it's there for us to reference. Um, Gene W3PM, I think, uh, has a wonderful page full of different uh, applications of using the Arduino in a... um, in the whisper as part of a whisper controller on numerous uh, whisper controllers. So if you're into that kind of thing or you want to be, and this is a way for you to kind of boot up into that, um, that's a project you can follow along. Frequency stability becomes important, of course, and that's where uh, you want to keep a nice stable frequency and, and close arms reach if you have it, sort of like as a GPS disciplined oscillator or a rubidium type of uh, frequency source or something like that okay um, other projects that uh, somebody might be have uh, have some success with anybody else working with things uh, JJ go ahead
6: yeah I'm, I've been working over with uh, Parsons uh, College in New York, and I'm helping some of the graduate students put together some Arduino projects for sensing air quality.
0: Okay, are you still with us? I don't know if you dropped out. Or...
6: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm getting some feedback here. I'm not sure why. But um, anyhow, so I'm helping uh, some students at Parsons College build a sensor. Uh, an air quality sensor with Arduino.
0: Hey, how about that? Maybe that could be uh, used over in Beijing to check out that. I heard that that's kind of kind of a crazy situation over there. It was bad. I visited there ages ago, but and the smog was quite incredible. I, I heard that it's gotten worse. But is that the kind of air quality you're talking about, or radiometry or Radiometry or what?
6: Yeah, exactly. It's uh, carbon dioxide, and uh, there's two volatile gas sensors and impurity sensors um that, that that they're using for for looking at density um their optic one is an optical sensor and it's looking at uh you know optical light light blockage and um it's an interesting project and i i have only one correction that uh the the language of choice for these students and nyu and parsons is a, a language called pars uh, processing and parsing the your program was called a sketch and then, and basically, what it does is it's written on top of Java. It's a ab- highly abstract language, and it's uh, weakly typed, so it's good for beginners to uh, write code with.
0: All right, that's good to know. And I think it that that's a very that's a, a specific thing to Parsons College that uh, that they developed, is
6: it? Yeah, they yeah, developed I it. I could send to the list uh, schematics and everything for it.
0: Yeah, I think that would be really interesting, JJ. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing that. We're going to start moving along here, but I wanted to catch anybody else who's got a, a project that they wanted to highlight just real quickly. Any successes that you've done with your Arduino projects? Several. I didn't see the button, uh, but whoever said several, go ahead.
7: Yeah, I'm the bottom of the list here, George. Yeah, I've got several Arduino. I've been doing it for almost two years, I guess. I've got uh, keyers, amplifier controllers, that include swr uh, checks and filter control and temperature sensing i've got an irlp controller for my uh, internet radio uh, linking project i used a uh, uh, a arduino to interface the encoder and lcd display to a raspberry pi for a wi-fi radio project for streaming audio a lightning trigger for triggering lightning uh cameras for lightning taking pictures of lightning and also uh, an led uh aquarium lighting project using high powered uh, leds and control and it, the list goes on and on i love the thing it's i've been doing it for a while and and it's always fun to do another project
0: you know what amazes me is that um Usually you just don't have one. If you, when, when you find a good project, when you find a good technology, when you find a good chip, uh, when you find a good tool, you don't usually just do one thing. As evidenced by Chris and Terry and Alan, who's just getting started, he's got a couple of things going. John, uh, myself, uh, we all have numerous projects that are, that are demonstrating the use of that technology tool or, or whatever. So the Arduino probably, is. Uh, I think the, the best evidence of our claims up front, and actually the industry claims that, you know, the ubiquitous nature, of the easy standardized, standardized platform, plug-in, modular, modular software, those claims are best evidenced by these stories that we're hearing here tonight. Um, I, too, you know, I, I, I too, built my own version of the DDS controller and, and elsewhere. I have a DDS uh, translator, uh, translation, I'm sorry, I have a, uh, display translator. Think of a serial to parallel type of, uh, uh, device. Um, there, there, there's numerous things on my bench too. And Ken VA3KMD hasn't spoken up, but I think he talked about, uh, taking a, or at least he mentioned wanting to do, taking a, uh, one of the, Uh, micro-mega floating-point processor, FPUs, floating-point unit uh, chips. It's a little 14-pin, maybe 16-pin chip, and it can perform floating-point math. And if you couple that with the Arduino, which I think somebody said, you know, Terry said that the math capabilities are might be taxing a little bit for some of the big-number math, uh, coupling it with a, um, an FPU, a floating point processor, a little chip, is uh, something that's easy to do. And I think somebody already did that with a DDS project and now has a fully interactive, on-the-fly computing, 14-bit type of computations that, that are really complex, <laughs> to say the least, um, in a PIC, um, kind of lower-ended processors. But you can, you can do that. Um, maybe one more application, then we'll move on. We want to catch a couple of more things here tonight. Uh, anybody else have a success story? All right, nothing heard. Let's uh, let's get on a little bit. Let's, uh, I wanted to go through just a little bit. If you look at the section called Inside the Arduino on the whiteboard, uh, there's a schematic. And then there's an Atmega one sixty eight pin mapping, and uh, it's somewhat representative of the of, of what's on each of the different boards. Some boards have more I O, some boards have more memories, some boards or some chips uh, like uh, like the Atmega three twenty eight I think is a little bit more of everything, um, and that's just about the only one that's sold these days. But nonetheless, it's the processors, the microcontroller which is the ATmega itself. And right off of the ATmega, you can see on the right-hand side of the page of the schematic are those pin headers that uh, provide the input and output. And the input and outputs come in the form of of analog and digital, um, analog inputs, digital outputs. Uh, you can get pulse-width modulated outputs to simulate analog outputs. And uh, those pin headers are the, are the connectors that you see at the edge of the board. Um, the chip on the left-hand side is merely the um, RS232 uh, converter, I think it is. Um, I can't even read it myself. Yeah, that's the FT, uh, FTD, FTI 232 chip, whatever. So that's the chip that interfaces the serial, the digital serial from the uh, coming from the Atmega and converts it over to USB and allows it to be a USB device. Like I said before, you don't need that. That if you don't need um, if you don't need USB connection, you can eliminate that particular chip and lop off yeah, maybe five dollars worth of uh, cost of the board that you your custom board that you're going to make. Um, there are a couple of other things there, a little bit of regulators, resistors, and capacitors. But friends, that's it. Um, you can actually program the Atmega with a little pin header that they have labeled as ICSP in circuit serial programming, I don't know what it is, but it allows you to uh, use a standard programmer that developers use, so you don't even need the USB to uh, uh, to get the software into it. And it's it's really kind of a simplistic circuit, and that's why it's been able to be pretty inexpensively replicated, uh, this open hardware design from uh, many different vendors. The Edmega chip itself um, is... Uh, Well, that's where the heart of all the signals are. You can see the chip, uh, the the functions that are labeled in red as far as like what goes to the outside world and what the pins are used or the digital input or an analog output and how that kind of translates to what the pin numbers are. And it's it's really quite simple. Most people, and myself included at this point here, I, I do not get a thrill out of going down to the lowest level of design and, and whipping up a brand new board using a bare-bones chip all the time myself, I would much rather take a module, which is why I've settled on the UNO. Ah, darn it. Why I have settled on the uh, Nano, uh, that dual inline line package that plugs into other boards. I've settled on that uh, for my experimentation needs and my one-off type of projects here on the bench, mainly because it's a module. It's got defined capabilities. I can take it off a little, the anti-static foam that sits. I've got five of them lined up here on my bench, uh, on the shelf of my bench, just waiting to be uh, used in the next project. And I can drop it in, load up the software, and boom, I'm I'm, I'm operating. Um, so I can concentrate on the interface. I can concentrate on the specific function being done. Joe, let's talk about the hardware interfaces, the shields. If you just want to mention the kind that we've got there, the you know, from, from a bare board to dedicated function and that, that big picture, which is really quite amazing, showing the whole ecosystem of different vendors providing different functions and capabilities.
1: Sure. Yep. Yeah. As you can see, uh, there are quite a, quite a few of the darn things. As George pointed out, the, the beauty of the physical design of the uh, Arduino is that it has a standard set of um, – uh, connectors that you can plug in your other modules, your other shields to, um, right on the board. You don't have to worry about wiring and and connectors and stripping wires and all the rest of that. Uh, they plug in directly. And some of the ones I can see immediately there are. Um, There's one that goes to a uh, looks like a compact flash chip, so that you can have a shield that will write, read, and write to. Uh, to a plug-in memory card. It's very handy. And some of these things, by the way, are also stackable, which is even greater, so that you can uh, you can make a big stack with a number of functions. Some of the others that we've mentioned are uh, Ethernet, uh, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, Zigbee. And if you look at the uh, one of the pictures there, one of the really neat things uh, on the whiteboard uh, in this Collection of shields is a color um, gra- or several color graphics displays that um, you can interface directly, and there are um, software packages that are available on the web so that uh, you can interface a very fancy graphics display to your Arduino uh, to do some really cool things. There are other um, other things that. Uh, um, such as um, well, there's a, uh, also a simpler couple line um, LCD display and uh, there are a number of, of boards also that have either a um, one of the white plug-in uh, breadboard strips so that you can add uh, your own components to do a custom circuit or um, there are some with um, solder points on there, uh, an array, an XY array, kind of like a vector board where you can make your own circuits. And just parenthetic, one of the things I like about the Arduino um, and the other uh, chips, such as pickaxe and such, is that you can do things like, um, I, like to, I like to work in several domains at once. Uh, I'm very familiar with uh, analog circuitry, digital circuitry, and uh, to some extent software. But the beauty is you can get uh, something like the uh, Arduino uh, Nano or the bare uh, the bones chip, you can plug that into a breadboard strip and interface it directly with your own circuitry so that you can do a breadboard of analog, digital, and um, uh, microprocessor all in one very simple little package and wire it together. Things like the shields make that very, very easy to do.
0: Oh yeah, they they really do. Um, the shield is where it all happens. And that's where some of the custom stuff comes in. So, picture yourself, you know, as being a uh, a microcontroller newbie. Somebody has resisted getting into the picks. somebody's resisted getting into the pickaxes. Somebody's resisted even doing a basic stamp, or or anything along. And and they you know, resisted, stayed away from the the Raspberry Pi and the complexities of. of some of the higher level operating system languages and so on. So picture yourself as one of these guys. So what I would do or recommend do to you in this case, if you had the slightest inkling of, of wanting to do something with an Arduino, get yourself in this case here, let's, uh, let's follow the case. Of the tutorial, go down to the tutorial sec, uh, section on the page. Um, it's called the Arduino tutorial and um, we didn't want to replicate anybody's work, so we just referenced it very carefully, Lady, uh, Lady Ada. Again, is uh, Limor Freed, and her picture is there. Um, she is an amazing person, and I guess those who know her a little bit better to say she's really an unusual person. Um, either an MIT student or an MIT graduate in uh, electrical engineering, and uh, she Lives and works in New York City, and has formed a company called Adafruit. And uh, she has a vast array of of well, of do-it-yourself types of projects in general, and then very much specifically too is the Arduino-based things. Lots of Arduino shields, lots of Arduino software modules, Arduino platforms themselves. Well, she's developed a tutorial that we Joe and I highly recommend. That you, as the newbie, would uh, want to do in order to get yourself uh, kind of wrapped around uh, the whole Arduino thing. You can do one of two things as a newbie. You can start into and take this, uh, follow this tutorial that's online, and uh, get yourself, uh, I think she recommends, I forgot which Arduino platform. It looks like an Arduino NG, Next Generation or nouveau Generation O, or whatever they call it. And um, uh, you can see that it looks like a Dumilinov, it looks like a, a an, uh, an Uno, um, but it's an it's a platform that we're talking about here today. And what you do is you start really simple, and you plug in an LED. She shows you how to wire from a little plug board over to the connectors, the I/O connector. You can there's no need for a circuit diagram because you can actually see the wires going on these. On the uh, the plug boards over to the connectors on uh, in her various examples, and it's a step by step, simple falling off a log um, description of um, starting from scratch and getting yourself a blinking light, getting yourself in the in the case of the bottom right hand corner of the of the photos there, you see an Arduino board on the left, a pic, a, a graphic representation of it, and a plug board connected right to it with Two wires. How did they do it with just two wires? Um, I get yeah, okay. So yeah, there's not even a VCC supplied over to the plug board. It's just the uh, the main digital line going supplying uh, power over to the LED. And there's a pot there that's able to be varied. And um, little experiments and software that she shows you step by step how to download the software. You don't have to modify it at all, at least to start and you load it into the uh, into the Arduino board and wire it up like uh, shown there, and you've got it. Now, I'm vastly simplifying it, but frankly, it's just about as simple as that in six specific lessons, and they're listed there, and you can, you can follow that. We don't have time here tonight to go through it. Maybe we'll do it another night if, if somebody really has a desire. We can actually go through it online, and uh, that might be a fun type of uh, episode. But until then, that's one way that, as a newbie, you can get your head wrapped around uh, uh, the Arduino platform. Another way, or the other way, is the time-tested true technique that each one of us have followed in the past, whether it's from a magazine, or a QEX, or a QST project that you see. You, you say, buy the kit from this place. You download the software from that place. You you combine them and boom you've got an operation that's the basis of, of kit based operation you build the hardware you load it up with a pre-programmed uh, chip and uh, you do your it, it does your thing it's the same thing here so for example you can take any one of these projects in the notable project section next um, these all happen be, uh, most of them happen to be um, uh, a VFO controller of DDS controller to provide a variable frequency, RF frequency, there are, um, in most of the cases, there are two modules. One module is the Arduino board and the other module is the DDS60. Or you substitute your other favorite uh, uh, signal generator card. that comes in a module. You can get an SI570, you can have other things, whatever you want. But you got two modules. You supply power to both. You interconnect them with the, in this case here, the yellow wires that are yellow and orange wires that are shown going back and forth on uh, the ladder-line project, the very first project noted, an Arduino-based DDS-60 controller. And bingo! uh, Load up the software, put the software into, you know, bootload that software into the Arduino. And in this case, the ladder-line project you can see is using a smaller board. There are variations, different variations of uh, of Arduino boards, and this one here is a skinny one that doesn't happen to have any kind of USB controller on it. Maybe it's even something he designed on his own, but I think you can get it uh, off the shelf. So a minimalistic Atmel controller, um, and boom, you've got yourself a VFO. Now, also, there's a third module. Ooh, hang on to your shorts here. This is a an LCD. Now, here's a third module. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven wires plus VCC and ground. So that too is wired with his plug module or with his you know, individual wires that are hardwired from one board to the next. My point is, is that you can take these two or three standard modules, interconnect them just by soldering wires between them, as you see here on the uh, on the board uh, on the pictures, and uh, you load up the software in the manner that you would have seen in the uh, in the tutorial. And you got yourself that VFO. Nine times out of ten, if it doesn't work, it's a wiring error, a solder blob, a backwards component, you name it. But that's the standard kind of debug thing that we encounter on a regular basis uh, all the time. But this is the second way. Copy somebody else's project to a T. Get it working. Because it's fallen off a log easy in, in that regard to do that, since it's already been done and debugged and... And it it should work, which is the best basis for getting something working on your own bench. And then continue the education experience by modifying things. Maybe look back at the tutorial and see what uh, kind of customized uh, software changes you can make. Change a string to, say, your call sign on the LCD instead of his call sign. Um, Put an extra push button in there to uh, automatically bring you, I don't know, to the, the band edge. Of the frequency of the band that you're on instead of you see this one here is shown as three five six oh good frequency so maybe you want to put a push button that says uh, go to lower bottom um, of the band and you press that button and boom it goes down to 3500 so um, that's an easy way that you can actually change things to start, continue that uh, that learning experience Joe what you're feeling about uh, Dave you have a question go ahead
2: Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, uh, circuit there that you described, and I see they use uh, these pin connectors that go into the uh, board. Uh, Is that a standard item that you can buy?
0: Now, which pin connectors are you talking about, Dave? I'm not sure.
2: The ones that go into the bottom board uh, of the experimental circuit board, uh, they pin connect from one unit to the other.
0: Well, the modules that we're talking about um, are the pin headers. They're 10th inch centered uh, pin headers. Um, there's one on the DDS60 card. It's standard. There's there's uh, um, there's they are, are on the smaller, skinnier board. The, the, uh, Joe, go ahead.
1: Yeah, George, I think uh, all all that uh, Dave is asking is where the wires are connected into the pin headers. What are they? They can be either of two things. You can use a 20 gauge solid wire to plug in, or you can buy some jumper plugs that have a little uh, stiff pin on the end, and they're they're insulated with a, um, a little shrink sleeving. I just use 20 gauge wire, strip it, and plug it right into the pin header hole. Does
0: that answer your question, there, Dave?
2: Yes. Thank you very much.
0: Okay, sorry, I, I was looking at the other side of that as far as uh, where the uh, the pin headers on the boards that are used. But, yeah, the wires just plug in. In fact, if you look down at the next project, which is called Arduino plus DDS60 equals RF fun, it's done by our very own John Hoagland, uh, NG0D. Uh, uh, did I get that right? Uh, NG0R. Sorry about that, John. And uh, what John did is pictured there. He's got a plug board with the Uno plugged into it. You can see the blue LEDs on that just alive and pumping away, and he's got the wires. This is the minimal circuit: two modules plugged together on that plug board with the wires that Joe just mentioned, kind of connecting, interconnecting the boards. And heck, he's even got the uh, twisted pair going out to a BNC connector that connects to his cable, ostensibly going off to uh, an antenna or to a, uh, to a rig serving as the VFO, but that. Again, copy somebody's project and replicate it yourself. That's that's uh, tried and true method number two. Joe, you want to uh, kind of elaborate on this a little bit as we start heading toward the uh, the finish line?
1: Sure. Yeah, um, the beauty is as George said, uh, you can do any number of things. One of the things I wanted to add that um, I don't see done here uh, is um, I have push buttons and, and the rest of that, but Another thing you can do if you want to expand this a little bit is you can you can add a rotary controller. So like for us um all old diddles who like uh, knobs to turn, you can either interface a uh, a rotary encoder so that um, you can have a something rotary to tune it with or there's another idea that I've used with other things. There are analog inputs to the uh to the Arduino's you can take a potentiometer and uh, put 5 volts across it, uh, put the center arm of the pot into one of the analog inputs, and then you'll get a digital output, a 10-bit digital output, that depends on the uh, the position of the, uh, the switch. So you have a simple rotary controller with nothing more than a pot. Very, very cheap and simple. Should be relatively easy to interface with these projects to... Uh, to expand, as George was talking about, that's one of the things I've done with some uh, with some other controllers, uh, to make a real cheap uh, interface that um, is uh, easier than uh, push buttons and the rest of that kind of stuff. Makes it a little more sexy, gives a little more uh, professional feel to uh, to what you're doing. Uh, and I do love to have a liquid crystal display or some other display that really finishes it off when you can. Get a, uh, a snapshot, get a picture of what's going on in the processor. Display your frequencies, whatever other parameters on the display, so that you uh, get a good feel for what's happening. Um, and it's an incremental addition to uh, to the other projects, since you ha- do have a serial output available from the Arduino's. If you um, you can use a uh, a parallel interface LCD, but it might indeed in the end be simpler. To buy a serial interface liquid crystal display, and then you only need a couple of wires to send the, uh, send the info over. It's a very easy thing to do, and there are uh, canned routines available to uh, to drive serial outputs from the Arduino so you can get a display going very quickly. Hey, George Yeah, Terry, go ahead.
2: Yeah, uh, to follow up on what Joe said, and we've we've expressed a couple times tonight, I just I thought it would be important to uh, mention. People have talked about the cost and the ubiquitous nature of the Arduino being a huge advantage. To me, that wasn't as big an advantage as the software libraries Um, between the Arduino um, group themselves, um, a bunch of the extra people, or a bunch of the people that sell shields and the Arduino Playground, Wiki, and a bunch of other places. There are so many different libraries out there uh, to interface different kinds of hardware. Um, to me, that's, that's the huge sale. You don't, If you want to do stepper motors, you don't have to write a, stepper mo- a bunch of stepper motor routines. There's already stepper motor libraries out there already tested and debugged. That is a huge, huge, huge win when you're trying to build something.
0: Oh, you are so right, and you know there's just so many, so many points to cover here that that are uh, once you're into it, it becomes obvious what, what the big important win type of items are. You, you're absolutely right. In fact, you mentioned I should have I should have included in the uh, in the essentials reference section the Arduino Playground. Write that down if you're into this at all. I'll update the page, but Arduino Playground is an amazing collection of libraries that uh, that you can use everything from graphic LCD types of functions um, to uh, motor controllers like you said and and the idea is you, you pull down these libraries and and connect them into your main sketch your program and uh, you, you got the function you got the capability again I I, I mentioned before the, the Learning method number two, which is to get somebody's wiring diagram like we're looking at here. For example, in uh, Gene, W3PM's uh, um, Arduino Uno and DDS60 for Whisper and QRSS signal source. That's the last project that we uh, have at the bottom of the page. Again, one, two, three modules. A couple of push buttons, a couple of... uh, I mean, a transistor here there. You can see the wires. That's the schematic, as it were. There's nothing more, nothing less needed. And his software. Now, his software is kind of extensive. And when you take a look at it, and I urge you to do that, it's amazing what he's done. But take a look at his software, and you would load it into that particular board. And, uh, well, you, you see the specs there, right there, that are shown. Uh, um, collection of features. And it, it, because it can take GPS input. Uh, it provides NMEA, NMEA GPS uh, decoding, uh, uses WWVB as a timing source, 6 through 160 meter operation, um, drives the LCD, does QRSS, uh, Morse FSK, uh, plus apparently 12 graphical pattern options. I'm not sure what that is. Um, but there's it's very specific, of course, to the protocols for... Whisper and QRSS operation. So if you ever wanted to make your own, boom, you got it. And I'll bet you, Nickel, that he'd be very happy to answer anybody's question. If, if you couldn't get it working or if you wanted to know, could it do this or that, drop him an email. His information is there. The full manual for his thing that he wrote, and is, it's uh, freely available, is shown at the link at the bottom of that little section there at the very bottom of our page. So coming back to Terry's point. The software modules are good as we've explained, but what I think is equally important to the the pluggability of the modules at the hardware level is the pluggability is the starting point of a software program a sketch um at the software level so you take somebody's program, a simple hello world type of blinky light um program, and you can see how it goes together and you you, know, you enter it in you put it in your little development environment uh, that that's freely available for the uh, Arduino and um, uh, you, uh, you let it rip and 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 it bootloads it sends it over to your Arduino hardware then you can start making changes but the point is is you get the things started with a known good guaranteed working starting point such that you know that there's any if there's anything that's uh, not work it's it's your fault uh so it's, it's something that's it's, it's really handy and a good uh, basis for things. Okay, we're about ready to wrap it up. We're toward the end of our hour and a quarter, our usual uh, hour and a quarter. Let's open it up again for comments and questions and uh, last uh, last stories of trials and tribulations of using the Arduino. Does anybody uh, want to contribute something here? Nick, I saw your light go on briefly. Go ahead again. All right, yeah. George, thank you so much for, for uh, including the Arduino. Up. Like
3: I said, I've been playing with uh, mine very little uh, for the past year uh, just due to the fact that uh, the job comes first, of course, unfortunately, to, to the hobby. But uh, I've been trying to do a lot of work with the uh, – uh, 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 using the Motorola, the old uh, uh, 908 uh, device that you've spent so much time and effort to working with the uh, DDS60 module and I'm just really thrilled that, to, to see you guys coming uh, with the Adreno because it is, for me, a lot easier to work with and program because of the vast uh, libraries, like they said, that are out there and the information that's out there. I've had struggled uh, for the uh, 908, so I think I'm just going to uh, backpage the 908 uh, Motorola and uh, press on with the, the Adreno with the information you guys have shown tonight. I, I just want to tell you thank you so much for that because
0: this is, this is going to be great. Over outstanding that's exactly the that that's kind of a feeling that that we that those of us who have been doing this a little bit that we all felt at first and that's what we wanted to really impart What joe and i wanted to 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 relate to everybody here either to reinforce what you've been thinking about doing and gotten into it a little bit or kind of put you over the edge and say gosh darn it i'm going to get myself a an uno board and that's probably the one i would recommend getting Get yourself a Nuno board. Twenty-five bucks later, you're going to have uh, a nice little board that you can start plugging things in and replicate 100% of the different projects you see here, and uh, plug in any of those shields that you get uh, that we referenced along the way. Good, uh, good deal there, Nick. Other comments here. Hey, George. Yes, sir, Al.
6: Yeah, first off, let me say uh, I really enjoyed the, the the show tonight, so to speak. Uh, a lot of uh, good stuff out there. Definitely got me interested in using the Arduino. But I wanted to ask a real quick question. Uh, last week, or last uh, show, you talked about the C, was it CS2000 or whatever? Uh, is there any way you could interface an Arduino with that?
0: Absolutely yes. In fact, Joe and I were trying to work on that uh, uh, before the show here, but we decided to keep things simpler at first. But the idea is that yeah, if you put the uh, the CS2000, uh, which is a uh, a synthesizer chip, uh, you you provide a, a good solid clock for it. I think there's a built-in clock on it, and you use the Arduino. Uh, to program via I-squared-C, uh, just wiggle a couple of lines over to that uh, CS2000 chip and you get a nice um, divide-down type of synthesized frequency coming out of it. But absolutely, in fact, uh, I don't want to let any cat's side of the bag here, but that's a possibility for a future study of Analyze This or a future project that we might uh, sponsor here in the chat with the designer uh, group. But uh, good thinking there. I, I think uh, uh, you're thinking a little bit ahead of the ball, like Joe and I like to try to do. You know, there's two weeks between shows, and this is one of the reasons why we moved to two weeks between shows instead of just one show every week, is that uh, it's not just kind of dreaming up a project the day before and 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 presenting it here on the, the showtime, although sometimes getting the whiteboard together might be a last-minute uh, effort. But nonetheless, the thought process, the experimentation, the trial and error that Joe and I do in preparing for this show is, is part of the thing that happened in between shows. And uh, like I was suggesting, and you sort of uh, hit the nail on the head. The CS2000 is an example of an out uh, an outcome, a possible outcome of using the Arduino a little bit downstream.
6: Uh, uh, George, thanks a lot. Uh, one more quick question. <clears throat> During the last show, uh, I tried to order myself uh, one of these chips as a uh, what do you call it, a, a sample. But uh, I guess you have to pay for it now, right?
0: Um, I guess so. I I never knew that the CS2000 would be a uh, would be a sample device. Does anybody know about that? I guess not. I just go to DigiKey and get it, uh, and and. Uh, a five dollar part, I think, is is about what it was. But I don't know about any samples there, Al.
6: Okay, thank you.
0: Okay, any final comments on, on Arduino home brewing home um, projects? Uh, questions of maybe that we didn't explain something? At least at this level that we we're trying to do it, uh, and, and you're still a little bit confused. Uh, speak up, please, because if some if you're a little bit confused, somebody else might be too. I didn't see that. Was that you, Dan? Go ahead. Okay, Carl, go ahead.
1: Yeah, thank you, George. I just wanted to say thank you to you and uh, Joe and everybody who's participated tonight. It's my first chance to be on the group, and uh, I had picked up an Arduino this fall. It was to be my winter project, but Sandy has gotten in the way of that, so I haven't got started yet, but you've certainly given me some great ideas tonight, so thank you to everybody.
0: Yeah, I'm really pleased to see you here tonight, uh, Carl. And uh glad to have you with us. And maybe we can translate some of this back into the NJQRP meetings. Uh we started touching on it a little bit at this past meeting uh Saturday. Uh Joe and I brought some of our boards um to the meeting and I showed off, you know, we, we were showing off the uh uh the Uno, I had a Dumilinov, I had a little uh nano I had a very uh, it's it's not within my arms reach right now, but I had a little cool little devil's devil's bear a bear board from Devil's Software or something I don't know. I I went over some of you guys will laugh. I was laughed at at the uh, New Jersey QRP meeting on Saturday, but for the very first time I discovered Micro Center. All right, I admit it. I um, I went to Radio Shack if I needed something locally in a pinch, and there was another shop around here. A micro Center just happens not to be in the Baltimore area until recently. Well, I dropped in at Micro Center at, at Joe's recommendation, and I tell you, my my socks were blown off with the kind of cool things that are there from a do-it-yourself, hobbyist kind of perspective. I won't go into all of it. But along the wall were uh, SparkFun boards. Um, there were some other manufacturer boards. Uh, Arduino boards is what I'm talking about. So there were shields, there were Arduino platforms. If you don't like to or you want to get something more instant gratification-like instead of mailing away for some of these things we're talking about here tonight, find yourself a microcenter store, and you'll find yourself um, awash in different kinds of hardware options. Uh, Joe was alluding to, uh, Joe, what was that that Mintduino thing? Can you explain that just real quick?
1: Yeah, the Mintduino is... Uh... A mint tin, like many of us are familiar, with a little uh, plug-in white breadboard strip in there and one of the uh, single pin, there. I'm sorry, single IC uh, Arduino bare chip things with uh, a couple wires so that uh, you can plop a, uh, a very bare bones Arduino chip on a uh, uh, plug-in strip and plug in your external components right on the one strip. Um, and maybe even put your project in the uh, mint tin that it's contained in.
0: And there was that Mint Duino. Uh, there was a Net Duino. There was you name it Duino. Um, go over to Micro Center, and you'll be able to identify now, maybe with some of these things. Pick yourself up a $25 uh, Arduino platform. The, oh, what I wanted to mention was the bare board, the actual a little kit. It was a bare kit that I got. Um, it had a plate, a beautiful red plated-through board that would accept a, an, an Atmel controller chip, which was included, pre-programmed, with the connectors. It didn't have the, I didn't think it, I don't think it had the USB converter chip, but for uh, $12.95, I would have myself an Arduino board um, with a controller and I-O connectors and, um boom, I was in business. So give it a try. I think you'll like it. Give this whole thing a try. We're gonna form a an uh um technology corner. I'm not sure what Joe and I haven't settled on the name of it. We'll have multiple corners in chat with the designers, uh web page, home page and uh and uh the, the the email list on Yahoo Groups. And, um, we'll have different focuses. Uh, so if you're kind of plugged into the Arduino, you'll, you'll have a, you'll find a home in the, in the Arduino corner. If you kind of like signal sources, you're going to be plugged in in the signal source corner, technology corner, uh, things of that nature. So stay tuned for that. Visit the chat with a designer uh homepage. We'll have more about it there. And of course, if you don't already, uh, know about it, um, the Yahoo group that we have for CWTD Chat with the Designers. CWTD is the name of our Yahoo group. We have ongoing discussion in between sessions, in between episodes, like for those two weeks, and uh, there's oftentimes a continuation of the discussions that we have here during the episode. So if you're just catching up with this episode by uh, podcast, come on over to the uh, l- uh, the email list and the Yahoo group and chances are there'll be a file there or some other discussion that's in progress and you can kind of continue and uh, we'll uh, we'll be able to do some things there. So that's probably it for tonight. Joe, I'm going to ask you maybe to very quickly summarize. We had some wonderful, uh, uh, I don't want to say testimonials, but uh, exam- guys that went through examples of their Arduino successes and, and just that level of involvement is amazing. And it's very exciting, and I hope that uh, I hope that everybody had a chance to kind of make some notes and p- make some plans to do some of this yourself. Joe, take us home.
1: All righty, very good. Yeah, I just want to mention, uh, underscore the business about Micro Center. Um, I'm fortunate there's one in the Philly area in St. David's, Pennsylvania. Um, there's one in uh, Rockville, Maryland. Now there's one in Towson, Maryland that George mentioned. I think there's one in... Um, over so in Washington, over in Virginia, I've been to the original. I believe original in Silicon Valley. Um, there's a very good one up in Boston. Uh, there's Another one in Cincinnati. No, not Cincinnati. It's uh, oh, at any rate in Ohio. There are various others. I think there are about 20 across the country. So if you just look them up uh, on the internet, Micro Center, M I C R O C E N T E R. A lot of good computer stuff as well as uh, the Arduino uh, and homebrewing stuff. All right, tonight we've uh, we've talked about the Arduino. It's been kind of a uh, breathless, fast run through, trying to give some idea of what the Arduino is in terms of being a, uh, a standardized uh, computing platform uh, that makes using a microcontroller very easily. Um, standard hardware, relatively standard um, uh, Connections, some uh, standard modules, some easy to use software, a number of um, uh, groups of software, some some reference designs, and some uh, software packages that are all available free. Uh, Very good. A good um, community of users out there who um, are ready and willing to help you. Uh, We've provided um, some examples of some designs here. Given a whole host of references for reference material, a number of very good uh, web pages where you can learn uh, where to get this stuff, what it's all about, and uh, some excellent tutorials. So recommend you um, you spend some time reading the uh, uh, reading the references, going over all the uh, material we've presented tonight, and uh, get yourself hooked on Arduino's.
0: All righty. Thank you, Joe. Thank you one and all. We really appreciate you uh, joining us here tonight. There are some newcomers. I hope you were um, excited about the, the Arduino. Um, I hope you get a chance to kind of join us on, in the chat with the designer, the CWTD uh, Yahoo group. And I uh, hope you come back and join us all again next week. It's in, in two weeks. The regular time is two weeks and uh, we'll be announcing the, The topic then, maybe it'll be an offshoot of this. Uh, Maybe it'll start tying together a couple of our recent programs. And that's kind of the beauty and the fun of it. If you have suggestions on what you'd like to hear um, or see or delve into, uh, please let us know. And frankly, that's what led us to here to the Arduino uh, topic for tonight. Joe and I had a great time preparing for it, and I hope you enjoyed yourselves as well. So from Joe, N2CX, and myself, George, N2APB, wish everybody a Good evening and uh, see you next time.